Let us pray. God, you gather us together as a community, seeking to live together uh, the way of Jesus in our time, seeking to share together in the community of the gospel. As we gather, help us to seek to follow you. Help us to know more and more of what it is to live in love. Help us to be truly a family with and for one another and for the world. Amen. So for this five weeks, we are talking about uh, ourselves. And there's a danger in talking about ourselves that we can only uh, look inward. Uh, that we can think only about each other and about our own needs. And so I want to uh, begin by saying that that's never been what the church is for. The church has never been, whether this church or any church, the church has never been for itself or its members. The church has always been for the world. And we hear this in these two letters that we read about what the church is about and what the church is for. And so for these five weeks, we'll be talking about what we are about and what we are for and the work that God is calling us to in our time. One of the things that we have said that we believe God has called us to do as a church is to gather, to gather together as community. When asked about this, people in this church used words like fellowship, family, welcome. And there are many ways uh, that some of which we shared with one another earlier about how we gather together as a community, as a family, how we make room for people, all kinds of people to find their place. And wherever we might be in our journeys of faith, wherever we might come from, that this place this community might be a place where anyone and everyone can find a place to gather and to worship God and to have our lives transformed. And we do this not just for ourselves, but for the sake of the world, for the people around us in this community, and for people close at home and far away, whether it's remembering people who once were part of this community uh, here in Lanigan, but who for many reasons have moved far away, who are still in our thoughts and prayers and who still we keep in touch with and who keep in touch with us. The community doesn't just mean the people that we see every day or every Sunday, but community is big and broad. And so we remember and celebrate and try to make room for all kinds of people. In Paul's letter to the church in Galatia, he gives some of the most beautiful words, I think, that there are in the Christian scriptures. There is no more Jew or Greek. There is no more slave or free. There is no more male and female, for all are one in Christ Jesus. All are one in Christ Jesus. Throughout human history, we've been very good at dividing ourselves. Very good at figuring out who's on the inside and who's on the outside, who's on top and who's below, who are the good guys and who are the bad guys. We've been very good at finding ways to separate ourselves, to divide ourselves. And so when the church first began, all of a sudden this was a place where you could have a slave and a slave owner sitting side by side as equals. 
You would have women who in uh, many of the societies of the days when the Bible was written were thought of as being uh, beneath men. Women preaching and praying, filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesying. Women up at the front uh, leading the community in a world where men were in charge of every other part of life. And you would find people, again, sitting side by side, some who had backgrounds in Jewish communities and some who had backgrounds in non-Jewish communities, sitting side by side together in community. And much as it is hard for us to deal with difference in our time, so too it was hard to deal with difference in the early church. It was hard to have all these different kinds of people brought together in a community. And so they needed to be reminded of what happens to us when we become the church. That all are one. And so Paul says, there is no more Jew or Greek. There is no more slave or free. There is no more male and female for all are one in Christ Jesus. As I said earlier, again, from our reading from Galatians, that if you have been baptized in Christ, then you have been clothed in Christ. And so the differences that divide us and separate us are ended in the church. We are all one, all equal, all brought together. And this is, in its day and in our day, uh, quite a radical thing to say, to say that all are one, no matter who we are or what we've done or what's brought us here today, no matter the history of our life, no matter what we struggle with or what joys we bring, no matter what, we are welcome here in this place where all of us are one, brought together and united. And so for us as a church then, to live out this promise of what we say when we say that we gather, that we aspire to be a community where all are welcome, a family where people can find themselves brought together. This is one of the oldest promises of the church. The first Christians addressed each other as sister and brother, not because they were literally sisters and brothers, but to inspire this spirit of unity and equality that <clears throat> once you became in Christ, then we were all part of one family that began with Jesus. That we all had one Father, our God who loves us. That we were all joined through Christ as sisters and brothers and relatives in Christ. And so, well, that's not language that we often use in the church anymore. Uh, that is how uh, the first Christians addressed one another and talked about one another as sister, as brother, as relative, as people who were brought together as equals, as if they were, because they actually were, a new kind of family in the world. And so for us as a church, uh, this is something that uh, at our best, we do beautifully. At our best, this is a place where people of different backgrounds and different ages uh, find themselves uh, worshiping together. Some of us were raised in the United Church, but some of us didn't grow up in any church at all, or some of us grew up in different churches, and yet we find ourselves here all as one. Some of us are uh, different ages to each other or different backgrounds. Some of us grew up in town here in Lanigan. Some of us grew up far away, but make our home here now. And so wherever we might be from, still this is a place where we can gather 
and where we're not checked at the door to say, are you in or are you out? You're just welcomed. At our best, this is who we are. This is what God calls us to be. And I recognize and I know that we don't always live up to this vision. We don't always do our best. Sometimes even the church can be a place uh, of exclusion. Even churches can be clicky, where it's hard as a newcomer to find your way into, especially when people have known each other for so long. And so we can't just uh, try to be community. We have to, uh, we have to think about it. We have to bring intention and effort and work sometimes. We have to talk about how can we be welcoming? How can we help this to be a place where all can find their place? We have to remind ourselves the work that God has given us, that we can live up to the promise gifted to us by our ancestors in faith, that we are supposed to be a place where all are welcome, a community of the gospel, as Paul puts it. And so that's what we are going to try to do, to continue to do, that as we've been doing for more than a century, this church is going to continue to dream of being a place where everyone can find a place, where everyone is welcome. Whatever might have brought us here, whatever we might uh, carry with us, wherever we might have been or whatever we might have done, that no matter who we are, that God loves us just the same. And so in this place, we are all one. This is the dream that God has for this church here at Knox. This is the dream that God has for the world. And God calls us in our time, in our own ways, to live out that dream as we seek to gather together as a community of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, in whose name we pray. Amen.